Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Two Catholic Dudes, and my name is Ryan Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary. As always, we are not priests, we're not theologians, we're just two Catholic dudes, and we're talking about our faith. Yeah, and uh, today we're going to talk about Lent, because we are right here in the middle of Lent, and we wanted to do an episode, you know, just talking about it, uh, you know, some of the cool stuff about Lent, some of the stuff that we're doing on our Lenten journeys, and hopefully give you guys a little help on your Lenten journeys. Sure. Um it, we're acting like it's so early in the morning right now. We're both like, oh, it's so early. Uh, it's 11.35. It's, people have been like fully involved in their day today. Already. To be fair, we podcasted last night till... And then stayed up talking until like 2.30. Yeah. yeah. Um, did I tell that joke on the podcast yet? <sighs> you know <laughs> what, what time is the best time to go to the dentist, Ryan? It's 2.30. 2.30. 2.30. Awesome. Two thirty. All right. I probably said that on the podcast Excellent. already, but it's probably. But it's always a great. It's always it's always yeah. a great joke. Anytime um, anyone in the world says two thirty, Ryan goes, "That's the best time to go to the dentist." <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, but yeah, we stayed up pretty late, so we uh, we slept in, and it was nice. But yeah, it seems like it's pretty early. It's not. It's really not. It's almost the like afternoon. McDonald's is already serving lunch, <laughs> so you can tell it's not morning anymore. That's right. Hey, you got like, this is kind of a purple shirt. It's 100%. What do you mean kind of? This is a purple shirt. Maybe I put I'm, it on. Maybe I'm colorblind. For Lent. It looks like a muted purple. It's definitely not Cole's purple. If it's, not, watched, it's not Cole's purple. If it's anybody more watched our like Advent a, episode. Not in your face purple, but still purple. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about? We're talking, <laughs> What's about, happening we're talking about Lent. We're talking about Lent. That's right. So that's purple right. is kind of the liturgical well, color. Well, that's right. Purple the is the Lent. liturgical color. So, so. I thought I'd... Beyond theme. Uh, quiz, quiz for you. <laughs> he hates when I do quizzes on the show. Uh, what what are the options for liturgical colors? The options? Yeah. Like Throughout the whole year. Throughout the whole year? Okay, yeah. I think I know. Maybe. Uh, we, we talked about it on the... Green is ordinary time. There you go. We um, talked about it on the Halloween episode. Purple is Lent. And? And... Uh, like Lent, purple is Lent and Advent, there you go. and then rose is also one of the Sundays in Advent. Um, Christmas, Easter is white. Feast day is also yeah, big any feast, feast days day, are so white. If you guys go to a lot of daily masses, you're like, "What? Well, it's ordinary time. Why is he always in white?" Because there's feast so days. many different feast days during the year. Um, red is Pentecost and, and Good Friday, and and um. Confirmation, I'll save you on that one. Confirmation, red as well. And See, yeah, that was my mind was there because Pentecost and Confirmation are so close together. What about black yeah. is funerals? And remember, it was from our Halloween episode. Uh, oh, All Souls Day. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, all Souls Day. What about blue, you guys? Um, there's like a certain, very specific, like... No. Um... <laughs> Time. I don't know. Uh, Eastern baptism because water is blue. E- no, Eastern Orthodox uh, can wear blue, but yeah, I don't, we don't. Well, okay, because there's um certain uh uh what the priest cassocks the priest shirt chasubles chasubles, and there's I've seen there's like priests that have like maroon ones or like light blue ones. I think they're a different order or it would. I don't know. They're probably. I don't know a whole lot about holy orders if it was or like, clergy. If it was a traditional blue chasuble, um. It would be like um, a Byzantine right, so they can wear blue. Wow. But otherwise, it might be like Ryan with all the facts. It might be. You should write a book. 
on on, on chess walls and colors. Walls. Sure. Uh, it, like for instance, I was just doing. I was at a daily mass with a priest who had. It was green for ordinary time, but it was like not green. It was like yellow, kind of, and right. there was hints of green throughout. Um, so maybe it could have been like that. There was just like blue tint to it. But if it was like a blue chasuble, not a Roman Catholic. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I know. <laughs> but do you remember when we were at Congress and we were joking about buying? Our own new jazz bowl. Yeah, we were like, "Hey, should we pick one of these out and buy one?" <laughs> Would that be heretical? Is it really heretical, or, or, or like, I don't think it's heretical. It's because just, like, I'm not claiming to be a priest if I just wore one. We're not allowed to wear. One. But I don't think I'm allowed. Like, are, but they are they allowed to sell me one? Because yeah, because I could buy one as like a gift. Do you have to give them like a, a priest, like an ID? Like, do you have an ID, like a priest ID card? Or I have to <laughs> say like, this is a gift for, say, I was buying a new, a new one for Father Cook. Could I be like, yo, um, this is for my friend. He's With, a priest. Yeah, he's a priest. And like, like, Do you have any proof? Can you prove that to me? <laughs> I also heard that those things are like mad expensive. Oh, yeah. They're like $1,000 or something. Yeah. Wild. Hmm. Anyway. Lent. Lent. <laughs> you guys, uh, are you having a good Lent? <laughs> you can't answer it right <laughs> now, but uh, I hope you're having a good Lent. Um, what makes a good Lent? Um, that's a great question. I mm -hmm. think that it depends for everybody, but Lent should be, I think that there's a misconception that Lent is a time of like sorrow. Um, but like Lent should be a time of reconnecting or connecting with Jesus and trying to run to him and, and make him more of a presence in your life. You know, cause the point of like, I always see the point of like giving things up is like you're giving up something so you can make more time in your heart and in your life for God, you know? Uh, and that's why I'm, I'm not really, I said this on my Tuesday thoughts a couple weeks ago. I'm not really a big, I'm going to give something up for Lent kind of a guy. Uh, I just never understood. Like I, I got it and everything, but like, I wasn't like, I, I always thought, how is this making me a better follower of Jesus? If I don't have candy, I heard a good analogy or not analogy, a good explanation of that. The other day from guess who our friend Bishop Barron. Bishop Barron. Um, because I, I was kind of in the same mind. Yeah, what is what is giving up a Snickers bar? Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a Snickers. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, sure, that's just for the give sake up of candy, it. right? Um, what is that going? How is that going to help me on my Lenten journey? How is that going to help me grow closer to Christ? Uh -huh. uh, but what it does do is when you have that craving for that piece of candy or that ice cream or or to watch TV or whatever. Um, it, it's a quick reminder. Oh, of I'm of, in Lent. I'm in Lent. It's a reminder of the sacrifice that you made. Okay. So um, to, again, more more opportunities to think about your Lenten journey, think about Christ's journey uh, to the cross, and, uh, and, and just that small little sacrifice that you're giving up. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I will still, I'm still in the mind of you can always add more stuff to do spiritually, to grow spiritually when you're in Lent. Um I know last year I read the Rediscover Jesus book by Matthew Kelly. Like that was something I did during Lent. Yeah, I did that too. It's great. Yeah, it's an awesome book. Uh, this year I'm doing, I always try to go to mass more than once a week during Lent. That's just something that I'll always do. Mm -hmm. um, and then I am doing a gospel like where you read all the, they have, there's like a plan that was sent to me that you, and but you read all the gospels during Lent. Like yeah. every day you read a couple chapters. Right. So I'm doing that. That's great. Um, so uh, is there anything particular that you're giving up this year? Energy drinks. 
I drink far too many of them. Yeah. And they're really, really bad for you. They're horrible. And um, I... What's your, is there a name brand that you like? Monster. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I have... Uh, you know, when you... Because I'm out so late at, like, wrestling shows and stuff, I'm always like, oh, I need the caffeine and all that. But they're just really so bad for you, so I need to drink more water. You know why the cans are so tall? Because they can't fit the, all the ingredients on a regular size can. Really? No, but like if you look, if you read the ingredients list, it's just nonsense. Yeah, and it's just like chemicals like, are, that you yeah. can't even see. Like, what even is this? What are you drinking? Like, um, and and so I'm, yeah, that, that's what I'm giving up uh, this year is energy drinks, and I'm hoping that it. I, I'm hoping I want to have it be a. I'm just done with those, you right? Know, entirely. Moving on from that part of your life because yeah, who knows what damage that's doing to your body? That, yeah, and like we'll find out later. Oh my gosh, all you guys that were drinking energy drinks for ten years, oh, we're so sorry, but these were like killing. Yeah, these you. were the worst things ever. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I'm giving up energy drinks and doing doing the things that I'm adding, and yeah, it'll be so far. Lunch so far, has been so good. Great. Like two days, one day down, two days down, two days down. You guys are watching this probably in the middle of Lent. Who knows? But yeah, we're 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 right in the beginning still. Um, but I will say this is my buddy, without thinking of it, brought me a monster the other day. Like just like he was at Seven Eleven, he's like, "Hey, I brought you one. I figured you want one." And I'm like, "Ugh, give us up for Lent." Yeah, there you thought. Um, of, then you thought about. I'm so in Lent. I, uh, thought I, about I, just, I gave it to somebody else. Good. I brought it to my wrestling school. And I was like, "Anybody want a monster?" Like, the- and they were like, "Yeah, I'll take it." I was like, "There you go." Yeah, that's a good reminder. Uh, a lot of times in my Lent, I well, I, I'm a, I'm a lot more serious about my faith now. But you know, in my mid twenties, I'd be like a week into Lent, and be like, oh, I should give something up. Uh, but that's not that's not Lenting in a good way. That's no. not doing a good Lent. Uh, so you need to be conscious about it. You need right. to, you need to have a plan. Um, just like just like anything in life. Well, remember, I was telling you about. Um, uh, 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 making making a goal list, yep. right, yep. And, and working backwards and saying, what do I want to accomplish this year or in the next ten years or just this month or this week, right? So same thing for Lent. You will say, what what is my personal goal? What do I want to accomplish? Um, yeah, you can always just say like, I want to be closer to Jesus, but like, how am I going to do that? Well, yeah, what that's the ways? big thing. How are you going to do that? Right. Um, and so the three traditional ways are prayer. Um, Fasting, fasting, and almsgiving, right? Mm-hmm. So you're adding more prayer by going to church. You're you're reading the the gospels. You're giving up monster, and then but the hard hard one for most of us is almsgiving. So yeah. giving giving to the poor. Um, I don't know even how I'm planning on doing that, but uh, yeah, it's that's a tough one for sure. Well, that's why they have the the the, the rice bowls or whatever they call yeah. them. Yeah, the, yeah, and and we're doing that as as a parish. Yeah, so. Um, Nice. But this year I actually did uh, make a plan. Last year I gave up TV for all of Lent. I remember. That's that's like difficult. Yeah, you know. Because you don't realize like, oh, you watch TV before bed. And then when you can't do that, you're like. I wasn't really a watch TV before bed guy. But uh, every, when I was living in my house here, um, usually every lunch and dinner I'd watch. Like lunch I would watch a 30 minute episode of something. Dinner I'd watch like an hour long drama or something like, like, like that. Um, and that was pretty much it because I only have Netflix, um, right. and so you know no I, cable, no, no cable. Nobody has cable anymore. I, yeah, who has cable? Comment in if you still have cable. 
um, I, I feel it's, it's so much more freeing and I got so much more done when I cut cable because like when you're, when you're watching cable, you, you're like, I'm just going to watch this one show. And then what happens right as that show, the credits are rolling, but they already start the next episode. You're like, Oh, but this episode's starting. I'm going to watch this they got one. one more. It's fine. One more. And then before you know it, your whole day is gone. So anyways, I wasn't watching a ton of TV, but it's just like, um, I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to cut that out. And so when I was eating meals, I just sat there in silence and prayed or I, I uh, put on some music or something like that or put on a podcast. And it was it was a really great year. And I honestly like it. Um, you know, I started watching TV again after Lent, but not as not nearly as much, just just sporadically. Cool. So uh, but again, this year you want to give up something that you will miss. Right. So this year I barely watching any TV, especially in my new. You don't really have a TV. I yeah, kind of watching on my computer every now okay. and then. But like um I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss it right now because I'm barely watching it. So that wouldn't be a good thing to give up. So, um, you know, that's not lenting very well. Right. It's not just like, oh, what can I give up that's not a big deal? Like, exactly. Yeah. Right. So you want to choose something that, that, that will be difficult. So uh, this year I'm going to be giving up alcohol. I know people do that a lot. Ice. And it's not like I'm a big lush or anything like that. But I love, um, because uh, we, we haven't talked, we haven't done an alcohol episode yet. But, you know, God God made so many great things in this world. Now alcohol is a very easy one to abuse. But it's, it's, uh, it's a great uh, thing you know especially if you're doing it in community fellowship with friends I'll right. um, often come home you know after working especially in my new job like 12 14 hours and I'll just have like a beer right with my dinner or something like sure. that and it's a nice way to just kind of wind down a lot of people do that uh, and I'm just like you know what it's something that I that I really enjoy um, but I'm gonna cut it out and it, it might be difficult but that's that's the point that's the point sure right okay um, yeah so comment in what what are you giving up for Lent this year, uh, we a couple people commented. I asked on my Tuesday thoughts, but uh, you know, what are you doing for Lent this year? What's your Lenten promise? Or what are you adding? And how? How are you? Siri, Siri, Siri wants to know what the, what are you giving up? For Siri's Lent, trying to chime in. Um, um, and what do you guys, what are you guys adding? If you're adding anything, how are you giving to uh, the poor? How are you going to yeah. be alms giving? That's the difficult one, right? So uh, and because with alms giving too, a lot of people think like, it's not always your money. Sometimes it can be your time. Your time, absolutely. Um, things like that, like going to helping out at a Catholic charities or a homeless shelter or whatever. It, there's many things that you could do so that your time is also could be almsgiving. Yeah. I, the other day I was in target and, um, this lady was trying to get a box of cereal off the top shelf and she was really struggling. And I go, do you need a hand? She goes, yes. I don't know if that's necessarily and I grabbed the box the almsgiving. and she's like, thank you so much. And I felt amazing. So I'm pretty much covered for Lent, right? Nope, not at all, but it's okay. What? Like, <laughs> nope. Uh. Also, there's something about that, and there, uh, you know, is there anything? Is is altruism actually a, a, a an achievable goal? Altruism is um, doing something with completely selfish, selfless. Um, you know, because because look at that was just a, a small little thing I did, but I I over exaggerated, but I felt good because I helped this lady, and she was, and you know, right, and so. You know, even if you're donating of your time or your money or whatever, you still get something out of, of it. Of course, right? but here's the thing: is let's go back to Ash Wednesday, right? The gospel at Ash Wednesday is where they talk a lot about the when you pray, don't go do it on the side of the road where you're like, everyone, hey, I love Jesus so much and stuff. It's like they're like, go pray in the quiet of your room, mm-hmm. or when you're gonna give something, give it quietly. Don't go and be like, hey, everyone, look what I'm doing. Look at this great Social stuff media. that I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, because and I think that that's. Uh, that's in the point of like, you're doing that, you know, that's for, for God and that's for you. Your prayer is for you and God. 
You know, if you're praying and you want everyone to see you, are you doing it for, are you praying to God or are you doing it for you, for your attention, for what you like? Everyone look how great I am and not spending that time in prayer, like thanking God for how great he is. When you're giving someone and you have to go, look, everyone, look how nice of a person I am. So if you guys want to get that affirmation just as much as this person may want, whatever it is you're giving. But if you want to just do something kind, like get the cereal down or give money or whatever it may be, but it's just don't talk about it on your podcast. But <laughs> but just of for everybody, it's all of us need to work on it. Yeah, everybody. When you do a nice thing, everybody wants you. You want to go tell everybody how nice of a thing you just did. So let's uh, we we're gonna be scouring social media, and we don't want to see you guys with selfies with the homeless guy that you just gave a dollar to. Um, and if you're watching this and Easter time because you gave up social media for Lent. We hope that you didn't do that, but it, social and, media, and, that's and, a big one. A lot of people get and happy Easter, guys. That are, that are just tuning yeah, in. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, welcome back. How was how was Easter? Um, but yeah, so let's talk about biblically. Where is Lent? Is when Jesus goes into the desert for forty days and is tempted by the devil. Right. That's what we. Why Lent is what it is. That's that he and he didn't eat for for forty, 40 days, days and forty nights. Uh, the, oh, before we get to that, we don't recommend you guys trying that. No, uh, you're not God. Although so God can do whatever he wants. Although I, there was, there's some monks, I believe that either they used to, or they still do it. They, they only drink beer during all of Lent, but they, uh, cause like, you know, monasteries, they make their own beer. They and that's brew it. The, the, um, I feel like you're not going to get the nutrients you need. Well, they brewed specifically, um, batches that had a lot of extra nutrients, but obviously it's still not like a meal, but it was, it, they, all they, yeah, they didn't have any solid food. They just drank beer for 40 days. Like, man. Hey. Um, anyway, um, so, but, so a lot of people will make the joke or say that like the Sundays in Lent don't count. So you can have the thing that you gave up on Sundays. Well, technically because there's, there's 40, 40 days, days in Lent, but if you count the Sundays, there's 47, 46 right. or 47. Um, but so, like, do, do you do you count the Sundays? Do you still fast? Uh, yeah, the, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but and then, it, is it Holy Thursday or Easter that you can have your 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 Lenten? So again, the the rules fast. the 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 rules are that you can break your fast on Sundays because they're feast days, um, and that it, it does end on Holy Thursday. But like, come on, it's just that little bit extra, guys. And and two, if we're talking about our Lenten journey and how giving those things up are gonna. Um, continue to remind you and there's something about the struggle the consistent struggle that helps you grow you know it's that dip, it, that that forced difficulty on yourself that, that kind of uh creates a better version of you if you keep giving that struggle up every single week every sunday yeah it's like oh i'm just trying to get to sunday it's so not, that I, it's not really it's not yeah. hard at all and guys like our lint is not that bad uh it's 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 very soft these days you know like used it used to be the lent was no feet uh no meat no dairy every day and Ooh. so that's why that's why fat tuesday came about because um people they wanted to make sure that you know like they it's not that you could go to the grocery store and people eat out and stuff like that back in the old days everyone cooked and they had like stockpiles of meat for like the whole uh, whole winter and they wanted to clear their cupboards of all the meat and all the dairy products right before lent so fat tuesday kind of came from them just like eating it all because they didn't want it to go to waste mm. so but then they're fasting it's every single day was a day of fast and no meat and no, so fast and absence, no meat, no dairy. Um, and like, guys, we just, Fridays, we got to go to F- McDonald's fish fillets. 
It's not that bad. Not a big deal. I mean, those are those are those aren't great, but um, so you know, stick to it. That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's that's my, no no judgment if you guys if you guys don't do it on Sundays and if you. Reminds me, it is Friday today. No meat today. Oh man, is there any, my coffee? Is, there's, there's, there's no yeah, meat. No meat in, that. in the coffee. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, so. And then Holy Thursday, you know, there's something beautiful about waiting, I think, waiting until Easter Sunday like this, this, or, or at least like uh, after the yeah, Easter I vigil will, or something I will like always that. wait until Easter because it's like Holy Thursday is Holy Thursday. And then you have Good Friday, which is you're supposed to fast anyway. Right. So it's like you're going to feast on this one day so and, like, you're, and, and then, then you're, you're going to be like, oh, Saturday, great. Why not just, you know, at least if you're going to go to the Easter vigil, after the after Easter, Easter vigil, vigil. Exactly. after you celebrate the mass of of. The resurrection. Our friends at Holy Cross, they would always do because they they always give up ice cream. Yeah, and they would go we to always ben get and ice cream yeah. or whatever. Uh, yeah, he brings it, and we always have a little ice cream party after the vigil. Yeah, yeah. I was just talking to him about that the other day, and how he was all stoked about that. I won't be there. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Nice. Um, so yeah, okay. So back to the desert. So Jesus goes into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Yep. And I wanted to read uh, a quote from the scriptures just because I really really liked it, and this is from Luke chapter four, and it says Jesus full of the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by the devil. The reason I like that is because it says full of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus, like he goes into this temptation by the devil. Like he was led to the wilderness. Like the, the, the Spirit led him towards the temptation because he needed to, to go through it. But he was, he was full of the Holy Spirit because he'd just been baptized and everything. And, and he was prepared spiritually. And I think that that's something that we have to take an example of is when we're going into Lent, Lent is our time to fill ourselves with the Holy Spirit because we're going to face temptation, not just in Lent, not just in our 40 days in our desert. Our deserts can be any time in our life that we are faced with this temptation, but we should be called, the scriptures call us to be full of the Holy Spirit when we go and deal with these temptations because Jesus had a rebuke for all of them, right? He could... Everything that you know, I'm God does not live on bread, or man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from God, or I'm not going to test the Lord. He had he had an answer for everything and solid 100%. He's not like, oh, maybe that does look pretty, yeah. T- oh man, enticing. Wow. yeah. He was like, He's matter like, of fact, heck, bro, no, not going to do it, not yeah. having it. And something that actually a, a young person we were, we were talking more about the temptations because we were doing a Bible study about Lent and we were talking about the temptations in the desert. and somebody brought up the one where the devil goes, I'll give you dominion over all these kingdoms that I've inherited. And the kid goes, raises his hand. And he's like, Hey, how did the devil get, did he get those? Like, how did he get command over the kingdom? Like God wouldn't have done that. And I went, that's an excellent point. The devil lied. He's a liar. And that's like the beautiful thing is that, but God filled with the Holy spirit knew that he knew when it was a lie. He knew when it was not, yeah. Not of God, not mm-hmm. of the Father. He knew and he was prepared. So use Lent as a time to spiritually fill ourselves of the Holy Spirit, allow God into our hearts so that when we can we can deal with our temptation, matter of fact. Yeah. You know? I love uh those those three temptations. Bishop Barron talks about it a lot. That they're the classic um the classic temptations that, that everyone is tempted with is wealth, power, pleasure, and honor. Yeah. Um, and all, all, everything can be boiled down to those four categories, wealth, yep. power, pleasure, and honor. And, uh, you know, usually, and it's like, what, what does he always say? Um, uh, what do you, um, uh, uh, uh what, what, what am I looking for here? 
what do you worship, right? He always talks yeah, about yeah. worship, right? Um, are you worshiping the Lord or are you worshiping one of those four classic temptations right. uh, in, in this life? And that shows what, what, what you put the most worth in. Because again, he, and he always tells like the Latin uh, etymology of the words and he's like, it comes from worth-ship. What, what sense of worth or what worth do you put into one of those things? So if you're striving only to be honored in this world, um, or only to be wealthy, only to be only, wealthy, only to only, be satisfied, or yeah. to pleasure. Exactly. So, um, but Christ gives the example of there. None of these are even hold a candle to yeah, because our, our Lord, our God. Our you will Savior. have all of these through Christ. You will, exactly. You get you. You have all of these these things in their full fulfillment in Jesus. If you give it up for God, give it right. up to God and worship God. Right. But the point you were making again is is go into not only Lent, but your entire life uh, formed with, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled yep. with the knowledge, filled with um, the, uh, 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 again, the, the, the knowledge of, of knowing, be prepared to have answers yep. to those questions, to say, when somebody says, I'm going to offer you this, you say, you have an answer to come right back like, and say, no. no, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, you know? exactly. No, I'm not doing that because, because if, if you just go, no, they go, are you sure? Yeah. Because I think you're really going to like this. But if you say, no, this is what I stand for. I'm going to tell you why I stand for it. What is the devil? What is the devil going to say to that? They're like, well, shoot, I guess I'll try something else. Try, I'm going to move on. Right? Because it also says in the scriptures at the end of the temptations. After the last temptation where the Jesus is like, nope, not doing that. It says this is important. Yeah. The devil went away for, for a, time, a time, for a time, not forever, for a time. Because that's what we deal with. Temptation only, we can beat temptation. We can be like, no, I'm not doing that. And we can be like, heck yeah, I'm pumped like, up. I did it. But it's only for a time. It's like Sauron, bro. Like you defeat him, but then you know what he does? Back in action. He starts to build an army again and he starts yeah. to form and he's stronger next yep. time. And yeah. you're and you're gonna have to get a little little hobbit boy to throw a ring and a thing to yeah. defeat him. Yeah, but it's just, just like that that he's never done. He's never done. He's going back, he's gonna regroup. But just like just like when the devil regroups, right? When he regroups to tempt us and to bring us away from God, what are we doing spiritually to prepare to combat that in our life? Oh, dude, I a better analogy would have been Star Wars because you said that he's never done. Star Wars, just like Star Wars, is never Somehow done. Somehow Emperor Palpatine, always alive. They're going to keep beating us in over the head with Star Wars. <laughs> Did you guys see the last Star Wars? Oh, well, let's not talk about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, wasn't, wasn't great. Wasn't great. Wasn't great. Uh, we are, all right, we're, we're, we're almost at 30 minutes right now, but we, uh, I don't know if we should start. I want to do another quiz for you right now. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll, we'll start the quiz. All right, sounds good. Okay. All right, we're back, and we're going to have a quiz show again uh, for Danny. I hope I know the answers. Uh, but why don't, we talk, do. why don't we talk about the, all the readings for the gospel readings for the Sundays of Lent? And now I understand there are three cycles, uh, but we're going to talk about the first two are always the same. The last three uh, are switched up. They're called the scrutinies. Uh, on year A, they're all the same, okay. but on year B and C, you only read the, the year A ones when their catechumens are present at mass. Otherwise, there's different readings for the three, fourth, and fifth oh. week of Lent. Do you guys get all that? Year A, we're not all priests, five readings are the same. We're not theologians. We're just... <laughs> <laughs> 
Your A, all five readings are the same. Your B and C, there's different readings for three, four, and five, except when there's catechumens, they read the year A readings. I'm just going to guess the ones I think that they are. All right, so we're going to go through just, them, gonna, just the gospel readings. Just ballpark it. We're going to talk about what all the readings are. I definitely we're, know the first and the last. You definitely know the first one because we just talked about it. So the first one is... You got it, bud. The temptation in the desert. Temptation in the desert. Nailed it. No matter what. No matter what. That's the one. Second week, no matter what. Do you have any idea? Uh, Uh, And and let's let's think about uh, our journey in the desert. What are we hoping to achieve uh, if not a, not a conversion, but a transformation? So transfiguration. It's the transfiguration of, of, Jesus of Jesus on the mount. With Moses and Elijah. With Moses and Elijah. You know, uh, I, when I was younger, I was, I was like, why do they want to make them tents? Are they going to have like a camp out? Because remember that when, so they, the three of them appear, Moses and yeah. Elijah, Jesus is there, and and who's with him? Uh, uh, J- J- uh, Peter. Peter is. Uh, Peter and James? Peter and, I don't know. But, but they're like, they're like, can we make you a, can we make a tent for, for all three of you guys? And because it, that's going back to old Testament, old like, Testament, where Exodus, God would dwell was often in a tent where they'd put the Ark of the Covenant. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's what they were saying. And only is, the holiest of people were allowed in there, which is beautiful because when Jesus died and the veil tears on the temple, then it's like, it's oh, up God's up for everybody. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Exactly. All right, but so transfiguration, so biblical poetry, people. Transfiguration because we are uh, to be transformed in our Lenten journey. Okay? Okay. Third reading. Uh, this is this is the scrutiny. So we're talking year A. Okay. Uh, what happens here? And this is uh, this is about our sin because sin. We're, we're right we're right smack in the middle of Lent at this point and uh, our journey is our our struggle with sin, but Jesus' acceptance of us, Jesus' complete acceptance of us as sinners and he willingness to come to us and to forgive us of our sins. Okay. Uh the woman at the well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was, I would first, I was going to guess the one with the, the, where they, like, let he who has the first, with no sin throw the first stone. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's in the cycle. No. But that's, that's another so. one. That's, it's a very similar right. theme. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this is, that was my first. And guess. wait, wait, there's a, there's so much in this reading and, uh, and it's a long reading. So sometimes it gets lost on people. So I, I, um, you know, I encourage you to read all the gospels before you get to mass and really pray on them, discern them and read commentaries on them because there's yeah. so much that we can't understand about the readings unless we know like the history and context and is, the context of it. So this lady was by herself at the well at around noontime. What that's saying is that you, the, all the, all the women would go to the well early in the morning together as a group. So she's ostracized from this group. She's got to go at noon. She has to go at noon by herself because to get the leftover water. Because so she was most likely um, a prostitute, right. and so she or an was an adulteress, an adulteress or a prostitute. So she was uh, with sin, and she wasn't able to go in the morning because the the group they didn't want to be in around her. Yeah. They they wouldn't let her. Like they would probably stone her, as we were talking about. So she was a hundred percent like I mean, but again, who's without sin, right? But she's there by herself because she's probably a prostitute or an adulteress or something. But Jesus. And no one would talk to her. Like she was alone right. and people would just like leave these yeah, people. Cause she's like shocked when Jesus goes up and he's like, what's up? And yeah. she's like, why, why <laughs> like, are you talking why to me? Are you talking like, to you're right? not supposed to talk to me. Exactly. Yeah. So, so his openness to coming to us as sinners, not us having to go to Jesus, but him coming and, I, and that, I love that. Yeah. It's beautiful because in our sin, we have to remember that Jesus is yearning for us still, even in our worst days and all of our struggle. Jesus is like, Hey, 
what's up with you? How you doing? Like, how you, know, you how doing? you doing? Um, he was not hitting on the woman. At yeah, the no, of course not. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's a the, really quick. This is a joke. I'm I'm riding it tonight. I'm gonna derail. Wow, it. derail uh, the train. Because I just thought of a joke about the he was without sin, even though it's not the gospel we're talking about. Yeah. But it's when Jesus Jesus got there and and they were gonna stone this woman and he said no 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 he goes let anyone that he was without sin throw the first stone and then a rock comes flying over and hits the lady right in the head and he's like mom I'm trying to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was a funny Nice. Joke. Catholic jokes. Love it. Priest friend told me that one. All right. So we got the first three. Uh, fourth Sunday. Fourth Sunday. This is everyone's favorite Catholic song by my boy, Jesse Man Busen. Open my eyes, Lord. Um, the Beautiful voice. Healing, he, uh, healing of the blind man, probably. That's right. Opening his eyes. Opening the eyes of the blind man. And our goal going through this Lenten journey is have our eyes, open. you know, a lot of us are probably not blind, uh, physically, spiritually though, uh, but spiritually, spiritually blind. And that's, that's what we're, we're looking at in this right. reading is what are we blind to in our faith? What are we blind to in, uh, in, through this, this journey in Christ and right. how are we going to let him, uh, open our spiritual eyes to see him more clearly yeah. through this Lent and throughout our entire lives. It's awesome. the, this, it's hinting at this process through our entire lives, but, uh, that's what our, our fourth reading is signifying. That's, that's meaning what it, what it means to us. Okay. Uh, fifth Sunday, <sighs> this one's a big one. This is like his biggest miracle. The water into wine. No, it's a Lazarus. <laughs> it's raising, come out. Raising the dead. Raising raising Lazarus. Lazarus from the dead. You want to know why this one rocks? For a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons. But the biggest one is we talked about it a couple episodes ago. We got, well, we talked about it last night when we were recording. But the transformative power of word. Yes. The reality that he can that God can change reality simply by His word. Right. He doesn't yeah. like. He doesn't wave his hands in a no, magical way. Just, and then Lazarus. Goes, Lazarus, come out of here. Come out, come out here. And boom, and he's up. Yep. And he comes. And I love that so much. That that uh I did a whole retreat on this theme of of arise. Lazarus, you know, come out and arise. Because it's like what 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 is what tomb do we live in that's keeping us away from like when God calls us, come out. Come out of wherever's keeping you, whatever's holding you, come out. Um I love that reading for that reason. Um, because it's so uh, it's so powerful. And and it also more. is the story where uh, Jesus wept. Yeah, in the scripture shows his, his shows his humanity, his humanity human emotion. Yeah, that, that he, he felt for his friends. Yeah. So when we like when we're struggling with loss of a friend or loss of a loved one, like Jesus does know. He knows that pain. He knows that feeling. Lazarus was his friend. Mm -hmm. He had known him for during his ministry during his life. So, um, and who's and we we will never know if Jesus knew all along that he was going to raise him, or if God put that in him. To uh, do at the moment. To yeah. do it in the moment. And so he was, he, maybe he went and he's like, my friend's dead. Like, you know, and he, and he just wept as a human being. And then, yeah. and then God put it, put it on him to, to raise him. And so we'll never know. But, um, yeah, yeah there's a beauty to that, that to show Absolutely. his true humanity at the same time that he did his, his, uh, greatest miracle. Well, one of his greatest miracles, well, his greatest miracles raising I, from the dead. I like it too, because there's that, there's that, the text where when he gets there, the sisters of Lazarus are like, if you had been here, like this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like, and God's like, hold on, bro. They should read it. Like the lecture should read yeah, it like in that. my time, you know? And I think that that's, that's not necessarily always with death, but in a lot of things in life where when we experience things that are not, that we think are not 
not of God, or, or negative. And we're like, God, if you had just been here, this bad thing wouldn't have happened to me. And we're not allowing God to work in that. And the thing is, he was to there. Show he his, re- there. Yeah, to reveal himself in whatever it is our struggle is. Like, So these ladies are like, our brother's dead, and he wouldn't have been if it wasn't for you. And he gets there, and he's like, oh, really? Because I'm about to raise him from the dead and change the world, so why don't you simmer down over there, lady? Exactly. But it, like, like, we're so busy being like, where are you, God? And I think what you just touched on is one of the most important one of the most important things of our uh, uh, of how we how we choose to go through our lenten journey how we choose to go through not only our, uh, our our 40 days here that signify you know our lent in the catholic church but how we go through our spiritual deserts how we go through every anything in life we can choose to walk through this Lenten journey with our heads down and say, this is a time of sorrow. This is a time of sadness. This is a time of spiritual dryness or whatever. Or you can say, you know what? I, we already know the ending. We already know that Jesus is victorious uh, in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. We know that through, that so- through those moments of sorrow, Jesus has a plan. He comes and he raises us from the dead. He comes and he turns everything around on us. So whether or not we're experiencing uh, uh, moments of fruitfulness and, and spiritual, uh, 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 spiritual greatness and, and, and uh, wonderful moments in our lives or, or we're experiencing terrible times and times of tragedy and times, times of, of doubt, loss, yeah. times of doubt, Jesus is there walking with us so we can choose to walk through those moments with our head held high, knowing that we're walking through Lent, we're walking through our journeys with our eye on the cross. Everything is through the lens of the cross, the death, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, and that's going to get us through those moments. Amen. Beautiful. Beautifully said. Thanks, man. I'm at mic drop moment for Ryan, everybody. Woo. Nice. Love it. I got one. Tell it. Um, okay, so what's here we go. The last Sunday. Well, technically, we're going to do another episode on Holy Week, I'm sure. So Palm Sunday starts Holy Week. Revealed it. It's Palm Sunday, guys. Uh, But we all know what. We're going to do a whole Holy Week episode. We all know what the reading is on Palm Sunday. I mean, I hope so. Passion of our Lord. Passion of the Lord. Um, So we'll get get into that at our our next episode. We we got our five Sundays. Uh, I forget what this Sunday, the, the, the three scrutinies when we're in year B and C. I don't remember what the readings are. Uh, it's okay. I'll get there. Yeah, sure. Um, Good well, job. Great quiz show. Uh, yeah, hooray. Um, I saw a quote the other day on this topic and because uh, we, we, when we struggled going back, when we struggled with starting this podcast about um, oh, like, do we know enough stuff? Like, do we know, are we as educated as we need to be? theologically or biblically to do to speak on our faith i saw a quote just the other day on facebook and it was nobody's impressed by your knowledge of faith but your experience of faith so to anyone out there that's and and i hear this from young people the the teens all the time because i always invite them to witness i always invite them share your faith talk about it at youth group come up if you want to talk let's do it or lead a prayer and they go i don't know how to i don't know how to do it i don't know how to i don't have anything to say i don't know enough I always go like, you have experience. God has, you have experienced God in your life in some way, shape, or form. If you, you wouldn't be here if you weren't, if you, if you hadn't. So like nobody really, no one's going to go, wow, like you know so much because guess what? There's always somebody that knows more than you. Mm-hmm. There's always someone that's like, there's doctors of the church. There's these bishops, there's archbishops, there's these deep theological, biblical scholars that are always going to know more than us. But our experience with Christ is our own. And that's what we're called to share, right? The disciples of Jesus did not go out and go, okay, everyone, here's the text and how we can analyze it. A lot of them probably couldn't even read. 
they shared their experience walking with Christ, being having being part of Jesus's ministry, having Jesus in their life, the t- conversations they had with him, the friendship that they shared with him. Those are the experience that they shared that started the faith. So it's not about the knowledge. It's about like be educated, of course. And if you want to learn more, always strive to learn more because that's that can be an experience as well. But do not be silenced or discouraged. God, God wants you to share your experience, your story. Um, and during Lent could be a time where you do. Maybe your Lenten journey is sharing your story more with people, sharing your faith more uh, openly and avidly with people. Uh, anyway, I got a little tangent there. That's awesome. So we hope that our, our podcast starts starts a whole wave of other maybe three Catholic gals podcasts <laughs> and like just just one one Catholic man of faith talking about whatever but like yeah don't be afraid to, to talk about it right and yeah, we, you know we talked about at, at religious head congress people kept coming out to up to us and saying they're like, like oh your guys' the, vibe is awesome we love the podcast and we're like how do you guys even how did you hear about us how did you know us uh how why, why are you listening to us we're just two catholic dudes they're but like, like that's, that's exactly that's why that's the point that's the point yeah. so so those people like try start it on your own make make it a thing uh, we, we love seeing that. Anyways, let's go back to Lent. Uh, we, we have some time left. Well, we can go as long as we want because this is our show. <laughs> but why don't we talk a little bit about music during Lent? Okay, sure. Um, because, you this know. Is, is going to be all you, man. I'll just sit and listen. No, like, <laughs> well, Danny's just going to sing some songs for us because sure. you, you did so great with Open My Eyes. Thank you. Um, well, oh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you, uh, you know, Lent should always be a time to uh, strip ourselves away, to remove uh, anything that gets in the way of uh, our journey towards Christ, I think, and that's what the church kind of teaches, that we should strip things down. And we look at that on Good Friday, we strip the altar bear, right. right, to prepare for the feast of Easter. Right. So musically, I follow in line, and most people do, I think, I hope, to strip things down. Okay, so how? How do you do that? Um, well, for one... Uh, here's another quiz show, quiz show, quiz show. Uh, what song or prayer do we not sing? The Alleluia. There's there's two. So, Alleluia. What do we sing in place of the Alleluia? There's different versions. So, it's the Lenten Gospel Acclamation. I'll give you. Yeah, so there's different words you can sing, like, um, uh, Lord. Uh, you got it, Mr. Cohen. You're the expert here. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's early. Just kidding. It's noon. It's after 12 o'clock now. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Some, something something along go. those lines. But you can't say hallelujah. Uh, and oh, here's the deal. It's during it's during Lent right now, and I just said hallelujah. But I oh, know, heresy. Uh, but it's during Mass. Right. During yeah. Mass, you're not allowed to sing or say hallelujah. So right now, saying alleluia. We're not a mess. Or if we need to practice the alleluia for Easter, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> That's fine. But you say different words. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Um, you need to cut your tongue out if you'd say Exactly. It. Yeah. So Lenten gospel acclamation, but what other pra- big prayer do we not sing during Lent? Tell me. So tell the, the beginning, tell, the very tell, beginning tell, of tell, mass. Tell the people. Very beginning of mass. Guys, Ryan does this all the time. So he does it to me. He does it to our guests. He like knows stuff and he's like, I have all the knowledge. <laughs> and then he's like, let's embarrass people on the show. It's the glory to God. We don't sing the glory to God. Great. Because that's a, a, a prayer of uh, thanksgiving. It's a prayer of, re- it's a rejoiceful prayer. Rejoiceful? Is that, is that the word? It's not a word. A prayer but, of rejoicing. Prayer of rejoicing. All right. So we, we, we fast on that till uh 
till Easter. So those two, they're gone. But like, how do we, how else do we strip things down? Maybe if we always had like a giant uh, orchestra during mass, most people don't have that. But you, you take some instruments away, take drums away, maybe take the bass away. Just go piano, just go guitar. Uh, right. If you always had the, like your giant choir, maybe strip that down a bit. If you're always singing in, in four part harmonies, maybe go down to unison for a few weeks or I don't know, but what you, there's ways you can, um, that you can make that music, uh, more Lenten, have a more Lenten feel. Obviously the song choices that you pick are probably the number one way. So I'm not going to end mass during Lent with like, go make difference. We can make a difference. Right. It's, it's, it seems like silly or like, uh, Go out, go out to all the world and tell the good news. Tell the good, good news. It's like, well, uh, there is good news coming, but we're still waiting for it during Lent, right? So choosing the right songs. A lot of people don't play a closing song. They walk out in silence. Uh, Or just piano. Or just piano quietly. Me, I like to play a, uh, I, I do a hymn or a song, but very meditative, very like something that we would do during a, a post-communion meditation normally. That's what we do for the closing. And we'll sing just a few verses of it, uh, very quiet, very solemnly. And people always, you know, we talked about it, people always want to clap at the end of Mass. And like, I want to, I, I try not to make that happen regardless, but like, they're going to do it if they're going to do it, right? But in Lent, that moment when they're going to clap, I like, pl- I, I continue like to play, <laughs> I trick them and continue to play piano. And then they're like, oh, wait. I think he's, they're going to go to another verse, but we don't. And then I have the choir quietly pack up while I continue to play. And then they get the point. They're like, all right, let, maybe we this should. Isn't, this is a time of reflection. We should, we yeah. should exit mass quietly reflecting on uh, this Lenten journey that we're on. So, like, you know, there's, there's ways that you can do it um, so that people get the point, right? And so, again, choosing the rest of the songs that, one, fit with the readings. You should always be doing that. But then they, they fit with that, uh, with that introspective, meditative feel of Lent and not sad not sad there's always that we know the ending we know that Christ is victorious but so that people can properly reflect in this Lenten journey mm-hmm. cool sweet and then then you come back in the, on Easter and, and you blow it out of the water with with your whole choir your your strings your band your all the all the you want right and so that's they they feel that that they were through the they walked through the desert musically as well and then boom this this feels so great when it all comes back right cool right? so awesome that's that's what I got for music. Cool, cool. What else you got? That's it. That's it. We not we're not even at an hour. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, we've been we've been doing some marathon ones lately. Um, at, at the end of the day, I think that Lent. Remember that Lent is a time of spiritual preparation, spiritual growth, um, a time of prayer, fasting, almsgiving. But it's it's a time for you to chase Christ and you to try to strengthen your relationship with, with God. Um, I think a lot of people think Lent is not, it's not a time of like sorrow and uh, disconnect, but it's a time of real to really connect with Christ so that when Holy Week and Easter come, you feel as connected with, with God as, as you can. Um, And I think that that's the really beauty of Lent is to how can I get closer to God than ever before? Um, during this Lenten season, whether it be giving something up, adding something spiritually, uh, whatever it may be, but connect with God, uh, in a really deep way. If you know that, that's what I think. That's what I, pardon me, always feel called to do during Lent. So 
Amen. Guys, so we hope you're having a great Lent so far. Continue to walk through Lent with your head held high, knowing that Christ is victorious in the end, and he will be victorious in your life and everything, all the whole journey that you're, that you're walking through. But as always, follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Patreon. If you feel like supporting us financially, we uh, adore you. Thank you so much. Patreon.com forward slash two Catholic dudes. And hit us up uh, if you guys have questions, bookings. If you guys want to book us for uh, one of your events, uh, two Catholic dudes at gmail.com. We're excited. We're going to Arkansas in June. uh, And that just came from social media. So people hit us up. So you guys too can get us to your parish. Uh, We're going to be doing a live podcast tomorrow at an event yeah locally here in Southern California so we can come we can do keynote talks we can do music we can lead music at mass at praise and worship and we can give live podcasts or whatever you need whatever you need we got we're just we want to be part of your event and help to spread spread the good news and bring that vibe of that anybody can be uh, someone that speaks for speaks about their faith that's Mm -hmm. right just two 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 normal guys Two normal guys that are here to do it. Wonderful. All right. We're gonna, let's wrap it. Okay. That's you're, it. You're, you're, the the clo- you're the closer. Thank you. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks very much, guys. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. See you. Peace.